joined now by Insurance Council Chief Executive Tim Grafton. Good morning to you, Tim. Morning, Kerry. How are you? Good, thank you. So far, so far, so good. I won't be needing to make an insurance claim today, but for those people who do, how can they go about making sure that their claim is processed expeditiously and they can make it as easy as possible for themselves and for their insurer? So there's two main ways to do that. Um, Through uh, the website or uh, phoning your insurer up. Um, Our advice people is to take pictures of damage that's happened mm-hmm. and to identify to your insurer if you're experiencing you know vulnerability so for instance if your home can't be lived in uh, mm-hmm. that's something you need to tell your insurer so the insurer knows then to so they can advise you that there is a, a accommodation support available for people whose homes are uninhabitable under their insurance policy so that exists uh, for those who own the home with house and contents insurance, but also for renters who have contents insurance, standard contents insurance uh, will uh, have that provision in it. <clears throat> so take photos um, uh, of, of the damage. Uh, make sure that you're putting your safety first. Uh, so, you know, if you've house has been uh, severely hit with floodwaters through it. Clearly, you have contaminated uh, water through it, potentially sewage, who knows, uh, but other contaminants can be there. So cleaning that out, getting rid of any food that might be uh, contaminated, and also if you've got you know sodden fabrics and like that are just going to mould, take the photos of the damage uh, and uh, uh, you know r- remove uh, the stuff from the house. Be very careful with vinyl, uh, so there can be uh, uh, asbestos risks uh, involved if you're thinking of trying to move, remove that stuff. So alert your insurer to that kind of issue that might be there. If you've had uh, landslips uh, and they are affecting your house or uh, your neighbour has been affected by a landslip and it potentially could be affecting your house, uh, call that out to the insurer as well because these days, even with uh, landslip situations, uh, your insurer will be the first point of call and will look after your claim and and deal with the EQC that deals with land uh, issues behind the scenes. So you just have to contact your insurer for them to to manage that situation. Oh, that's helpful. Um, When it comes to trying to reclaim as much as possible, Mm. is it just better to call it quits? Who makes the call of whether you try and salvage it or whether it's it's a replacement job? Oh, look, um, again, you need to get in touch with your insurer. I mean, clearly, um, you know, for instance, with motor vehicles, this is another sort of challenge that we have around the city at the moment is that uh, a number of motor vehicles have been either floated away or been uh, removed out of uh, floodwaters by uh, tow trucks. Yeah. So we are coordinating with uh, the authorities to to try and locate where vehicles may be located. Um, clearly, if vehicles have been submerged, then there's a very high risk that they mm. are uh, a write-off 
or uh, at the very least, they need to be checked out by experts to see that, uh, you know, what needs to be done to the electrics and, and the brake linings and stuff like that are very dangerous to try and um, you know, drive a vehicle that's been submerged. And equally for those people going to homes where the water's been quite high and the electrics have been underwater, again, getting an electrician in to uh, uh, um, deal with that is going to be important as well. Uh, yeah. Sorry to your question about yeah. whether or not the, uh, you know, is the uh, fridge or the yeah. uh, TV, uh, you know, totally uh, a, a total loss. Uh, again, you've got to sort of talk that with you, with your insurer. Um, uh, they may have to um, have some evidence uh, of that or ask you to keep the equipment uh, so that uh, that can be inspected because, you know, uh, while the vast majority of people we want to be helping, uh, there are, um, you know, always in these situations some people that may try some things on uh, and, uh, you know, we've got to just manage that as, as best we can. Yeah. I mean, I know that insurance companies foresaw this. You know, they have been saying that these extreme mm. weather events are going to impact um, on the company, or on the companies, and they've been, you know, mm. forecasting it. They couldn't tell exactly when. They just knew yeah. that this was going to happen more and more often. That's going to mean that all of us end up paying more, right? Yeah, well, you know, what we've been saying to a company all of that is that, you know, over time, if we have more frequent extreme events that are more and more damaging, obviously insurance will respond in the way that it needs to by signalling the increased risk to premiums and the like. But, you know, it is also a wider wake-up call to say, look, if this is happening, then what are we doing in terms of our kind of longer-term planning to make our city or uh, towns more resilient to these mm. climate change effects mm. because you know as we're seeing today uh, it's not just about insurance it's about you know people losing their lives uh, uh, which we've seen uh, it's about uh, not just health and safety but you know the amenity value of your community there's the non-insured economic loss there's uh, environmental damage left right and center so for all those reasons we should be taking a good long hard look and saying look if climate change is going to be bringing about more impactful events like this more frequently, then have we got the planning uh, uh, heading in the right direction? And uh, and are we giving this uh, a sufficient priority? And, and I think those are the big questions uh, that uh, really need to be asked uh, as we look forward from this kind of event. Absolutely. But in the meantime, if people need help, that's what they have their insurance for. Yeah, exactly right. You know, get in touch with your insurer. Uh, they are there to help. Uh, you know, no doubt. Uh, you know, everything is stretched, uh, uh, and there are some uh, buildings that have been uh, council has red stickered, so nobody can enter those buildings. Um, and some uh, uh, yellow stickered, which enable people to be able to remove some of their goods from uh, a property, but uh, you know, people shouldn't be in there for any other reason. Um, so, uh, you know, it's going to take uh, time, uh, resources, uh, 
You know, there's going to be a big demand for tradies, um, replacements of goods uh, and the like, motor vehicles as well. Um, so this is going to play out. You know, we, we're dealing with a response now with more rain coming through. But uh, in the recovery phase, that's going to carry on for uh, many months. Uh, this is not going to be something that's all going to be uh, hunky-dory and solved uh, overnight. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, insurers will be able to uh, settle many claims by uh, cash uh, and move that along. Um, so those obligations are met. Uh, where you've got more, uh, you know, structural damage to a house, for example, then, you, you know, you will need an assessor to go around to assess, you know, just what needs to be done. What is the cost of doing that? Um, so, uh, again, um, it, it's uh, going to be a bit of a long game here. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tim. Tim Grafton, Insurance Council Chief Executive.